You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, February 26th. My name, of course, as always, is your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You guys might be familiar with some of my work on Baseball FYI or Friars on Base, and here with this podcast, or maybe you know some of my movie work at places like Mental Floss and Nerdist, but one thing's for sure, guys, you can follow the Twitter account for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres for all the memes and dreams that you might like to, uh, I don't know, experience. And then you can also follow my personal account, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you have any questions, any questions whatsoever about the Padres, the team, whatever, any comments, any concerns, please hit me up on either of those accounts that I'd love to get back to you. Always love interacting with you guys. Uh, it's a really fun part of the show and hosting it. For today's show, though, for today's show, it's kind of the last calm thing. It's a chill Friday, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about a reader question. Uh, or not a reader question. I always say reader question. A listener question uh, that was sent to me actually about a week ago that I thought was really interesting and prompts an interesting conversation. And then going to be in the second half of the pod doing my reads of the week. We have three pieces, one of which has something to do with the Padres, and that'll be one of the main focuses. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy today's episode. Let's get right on into it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys, right? I love hearing back from you, and I love getting random out-of-nowhere questions, too. Sometimes they might not even be things that I'm expecting. You know, I'm usually expecting things like, oh, what do you think the lineup's going to be? Who's going to be opening starter? And then you get questions like this that are a little bit, you know, they're, they're sports general related. And this one comes from Lu- Luis Ramirez at Luis, L-U-I-S 38455 on Twitter. And he sent me a DM um, about a week ago and he said, I've been looking into an MLB team to support and my criteria was good city, good jersey, and Cuban players because I'm Cuban. Would you consider it bandwagoning if I started supporting because I saw Tatis news today and looked up roster to check for Cubans and saw that you had three? So I'd like to support do that and great Jersey and City. He went on to say, I just wanted to make sure it isn't bandwagoning because I don't think it is, but wanted to hear from a Padres fan point of view. So I ended up doing it privately, giving my thoughts on it, but I felt like I should just put that on the podcast and talk about my perspective on it. I think when it comes to fandom in general, um, and I, th- I feel like I might have talked about this before. I don't think it's – I think the idea that you only can support a team based on, like, where you live, that's just as arbitrary and, in a way, nonsensical as every other reason people have to support teams, for the most part. Meaning, if you were born in New Jersey like myself and you root for the Yankees, like – I'd say that it's easier to do that because you're more bound to be around other Yankees fans or be bound to be around other Mets fans or in hockey or bound to be around other Islanders, Devils, and Rangers fans, right? That's fine. I don't think that that means you're required to like the team from where you're born because you don't decide where you're born. If anything, if choosing like like Luis here, choosing to decide that I want to support a team because I like Tatis and I really enjoy the 
fact that they have a lot of Cuban players, that's great. You know what I mean? I Hey, there I love Francisco Lindor, and if I didn't have a baseball team, and for, I was a host of this podcast, certainly, uh, I might look into being like, I want to support the Mets right now. In general, I think bandwagoning can actually be kind of good, and I mean it, I mean it in this sense. I think whatever you... Whatever makes you happy just in general, I I suggest taking that route in life. However, I will say that there is something to be said with sticking with a team. Now, Luis basically, he was looking for a team to start supporting. I think that's different than, say, if you were a, uh, I don't know, a Reds fan, and then you were like, I just want to support the Padres now. I think there's a little bit of difference, and certainly there's a huge difference if you're a Dodgers fan or if you're a Diamondbacks fan, someone in the NL West, and you're like, I want to support the Padres now. I think it's kind of okay to be like, I don't like where my team is going. I don't like the direction where they're going, which people were audible, audibly uh, upset about when I had the Chargers host on here. I think it's okay to be like, they treat me poorly, so why do I have to... Life is already too difficult and, and arduous of a task alone. Why do I have to put myself through more pain if I know rooting for the team that just makes me happy is going to make me more happy, right? I do think that in general... When you, when people say bandwagon, I think the only type of bandwagon that I do not support is people who really flip-flop constantly. Not someone who makes a big change. good example would be, say, uh, my sister. My sister didn't really like football. I think she said she kind of rooted for the Giants just because that's where she was from. And then she got into the Packers when she was older and that she made her decision. She flipped, and then that's been her team for something like 15 like 10, 15 years now, and she had a bunch of reasons. She liked the shareholders thing. She liked Clay Matthews, and she liked her one of her best friends was from Wisconsin, so she changed. I think that's okay. However, bandwagoning in terms of jumping on different teams, I will say it's okay only in this sense. I don't think you should frame yourself as a fan of the team. Instead, frame it as this is just the team that you like watching. For example, in basketball, I don't really have a team. I'm like a die-easy Clippers fan, basically, but I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. I'm a, But in general, I'm more of an appreciator of talent, so I, every year I kind of just go like, what are the five teams that I want to watch the most? This year for me, it was the Suns, because that's where Chris Paul, my beloved CP3, is, uh, and then the Pelicans, because I like watching Zion and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. I just think it's a fun team. Uh, the Nets, because I just... New York needs a W, uh, I think, and one of my best friends is a, a Nets fan, and I just kind of liked, uh, I wanted to see a Durant redemption story or whatever, but you guys get the my my, um, my point here, you know, it's okay to be that general sport fan, if that makes sense, however, I don't think that you should pivot and call yourself, like, say, you're now a Dodgers fan, you're a, a Yankee fan all of a sudden, if you claim to be a fan of another team before, I love, and this is the thing, we're getting into so many semantics, when it comes to fandom, right? But I do think that there isn't any concrete way for choosing a team. That I am certain on. When it comes to bandwagoning, just to put a a nice little bow on this, when it comes to bandwagoning, I do think you shouldn't necessarily call yourself a fan. I know it's semantics, but I don't think you you call yourself a fan. Just be like, this is the team I'm rooting for, and this is the team that I like this year. That's okay, because like I said, especially in a sport like baseball where there are so many ownerships interests and teams wanting to make money if you're a Rockies fan why in the world like I understand I don't think we should hate people who are like why am I going to keep giving attention and money to this team that clearly does not want to do the same for me if anything you're helping those people with this almost misguided pride or whatnot I will say this however in terms of just having fun and enjoyment I do believe there is something to be said for sticking with a team through the bad in order to get to the good
right? If you don't want to go that route, that's fine. But I think, for example, I'll never leave the Chargers because I literally have said this on the pod before. The fact that if someone told me a magical genie, woo, like came out of a bottle or a lamp, right? And just told me, if if you give up one finger, <laughs> the Chargers will win a World Series. Do you take the deal? I wouldn't take the deal, but the fact that I would think about it, like I think about it for a solid like 15 seconds. You know, I'd be like, huh. I mean, I could probably learn to do it without, but then I'm like, no, actually, I, I like keeping my fingers. I'm very blessed to have a body that's, you know, functional and all that stuff, right? There's too many other people who have um you know, disabilities or have had terrible injuries or whatnot. I don't want to go through that just for my sports team. But that just emphasizes how desperate I am for the Chargers to win. But then it makes when the Chargers do win all that more satisfying. And I imagine that many Padres fans who have rooted for the team far before I have and far before I even dreamed of hosting this podcast, they would tell you, it's amazing when the team finally comes through. So it's up to you. If you're a person who wants to be a general fan, go for it, no problem. If you're like Luis and you're like, I'm choosing a different team, I don't want it to be based on where I live, I instead like that they have Cuban players and I kind of like Tatis, so this is the team I'm going to be following. I agree. It's almost like you're rewarding MLB franchises with your fandom and your allegiance for doing good things. I don't think there's a problem with that. But I will say, if you're flippity-floppity and saying, no, I've always been a Heat fan and all this stuff, that's wrong. Be more honest about it. I think there needs to be more honesty about fandom. And that's where we land on it. So yes, Luis, go for it. I'm happy we got someone joining the Padres' allegiance. Uh, It's very exciting. Uh, Everyone come on board. Tell all your friends and stuff. Tell everybody to join the Padres' uh, bandwagon. It's fun. It's fun. I know Hannah Kaiser of Yahoo Sports is a fan of the bandwagon. She has a show called The Bandwagon, you know what I mean, on YouTube that you guys should all check out. But I really do think for the most part um, that it's okay. Just be be very weird about the technicality and the words you use. Because in fairness, it is a little bit weird when you start telling people, yeah, man, it's oh, man, it's it's so rough and we're suffering when it's like you've been a fan with a team for a year. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be careful with stuff like that, uh, which is why I try to be careful since I always say on this podcast I grew up a Yankees fan. But anyway, guys, uh, that's my kind of thoughts on fandom, my giant fan discussion. I hope you enjoyed that, whatever that was. But before we get into the reads of the week, I need to talk to you about something very important, guys. And you know what that is? Vroom. That's right. The engines are revving, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to talk to you about rockauto.com. And first and foremost, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. And they really have everything, engine control modules, uh, brake parts, tail lamps, new carpet, whatever you're really looking for for your car, uh, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, whatever it is, they have everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and they can deliver it directly to your door. It's super convenient. And above all else, the, their catalog, it's really easy to navigate and look through the catalog and kind of see all the parts that you need for whatever vehicle specifications that you are searching for. Um, and best of all, this is the kind of every this is the thing that gets everybody. This is the zinger, right? Prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much? You guys are smart. You heard what I was just talking about before. You know, you guys have logic. We could all have logic here. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same amount of parts? It literally does not make any sense, guys. So go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
And now, last little thing, I gotta talk to you about betonline.ag. It's great. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Lord, no, hey, MLB's coming up, guys. You know, we got spring training coming up. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I Look, the less we talk about the Golden Globes, stuff like that, the better in my opinion. But still, it's really fun that you can bet on stuff like that. And they have all the odds. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And use promo code LOCKEDON for that. Because you're listening to Lockdown Padres. You see, you see the theme there? You see the connection there? Bet online, guys. You're online sportsbook experts. And now we keep the train moving, everybody. For the second half of this pod, we're doing my Reads of the Week, a segment that I meant to debut last week, but my my dumbass forgot to, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, talk about my Reads of the Week last week. It's just a new segment talking about articles and things that I've read uh, that I enjoyed of the week. I'm wondering, I might, since we're going daily next week, I'm wondering if maybe I might do, like, a tiny little shout-out to a read, uh, especially depending on how long the episodes are, maybe if I want to, you know, have one last segment maybe make it a daily thing instead of just once a week doing my three favorite pieces but uh we'll see how that goes i don't know i'll see i'll I'll think about it as the time goes on but for now my reads of the week guys let's start off with the one that i think is going to be the most pertinent to everybody listening that is about baseball and it is about the padres it is by kevin ac of the san diego union tribune padres is eric hosmer looks to make even more of his changes um, and it's basically just as it sounds. Now, here's the thing. You guys can go read the piece. I'm also going to link all these things in the description of the pod. I'll be posting them on Twitter later if you follow the account, at LO underscore Padres. But what I really think is interesting about this is, one, it's I love AC's writing, for the record, by the way. I've had him on the podcast before, back in the early days, I think back before the regular season even started in 2020 is when he was on. And he's he's a great talk, and he's a great guy. Um it's, I think that there's two things with the Padres this year when it comes to their offense. It's, well, honestly, three things, and it's three players. It's Hassan Kim, Eric Hosmer, and Will Myers, at least how I see it, right? And I'd say Hosmer is almost like the X factor, and then Hassan Kim is kind of the wild card. Now, I know that those two, two terms kind of basically mean the exact same thing, but X factor in terms of that there's there's a there's an unpredictability when you say wild card, you know what I mean? Because Hassan Kimmich could go either way, I think, and I don't think he's expected to probably be the starter for now, especially since we don't have the DH because baseball is stupid. But basically, AC writes about you know Hosmer was open to changes, and you saw that last year. He missed a bunch of games, but. The numbers really do kind of jump out at you, and they don't really lie. Hosmer, in 2016, from 2016 to 2019, Hosmer registered an above-average 21.1% home run per fly ball mark, but his power was tempered by a 22.4% fly ball rate, while last year, 22.5% home run fly ball rate was about the same, but he joined the launch angle stuff, 34.2% fly ball clip. Uh, It basically... It's numbers like that, the whole launch angle thing. Everybody's talked about it to death, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. I think that if Hosmer's kind of ability to adapt to the changing game and launch angle, if that stays legit for this year, the contract isn't going to be perceived as much of an albatross as it already kind of is. At least it wasn't last year. And if he's able to continue this... Because I don't really think we can expect too much from Eric Hosmer as a plus defender unless he randomly just gets really a lot better. I don't think we should expect that right now. There hasn't been any trends to pretend of that. But 
Uh, for the batting, if this guy can, you know, maybe walk a little bit more would be nice. But if he just can get the ball a little bit par- farther out of the park, if he can hit some, if he just has some more power, that could really give us a little bit more value that we need, especially on this team that has guys that can get on base. We don't need to worry about that. You know what I mean? We've got Grisham, we've got Cronenworth, we got Tatis and Machado. Like, we don't need just um, another on base guy. We do need some guys that can just hit the ball out of the park. So if Hosmer is able to do that, the Padres' offense is going to be. Absolutely exceptional. I already think it's going to be great, but it will keep on pace with what it was last year if Hosmer's um, 2020 numbers and his fly ball rates stay legit. So, everyone, you can check out AC's piece. He's such a great writer. I really think he's a great writer. Uh, talking to Hosmer and getting his reactions and stuff. And Hosmer's very much, clearly in the piece, as you can tell, aware of uh, how his changes affected his play. So, hopefully that continues for next year. My second read of the week, guys, now just keeping everything moving, is actually has to do with football. And it was written by Steven Ruiz. And I'm not, not going to talk about these last two pieces quite as much as I talked about the Hosmer one. But it's Justin Fields is the latest black QB to get hit with the useless, in quotes, one read label. It is just, for all my football nerds out there it's just a really I love Steven Ruiz I think he's a great uh great writer he's 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 sharp he's he's funny in some of his writing sometimes and he's he's just no bs with him and he dives into film and is a really really smart football person uh much smarter than I am I have no idea what he's talking about half the time I have to reread multiple things but he really breaks down what's been going on in the NFL draft is that apparently Justin Fields is the third ranked quarterback for all my baseball fans out there who are only light football fans if you're remembering that he was supposed to be the second quarterback taken, don't worry, you're not the only one. It feels like there's a whole lot of dumb biases being thrown his way, and um, Ruiz breaks it down perfectly. And as someone who's a fan of football as well, I love the piece, so check that one out for sure. And then the last read of the week is by Tori Hamilton over at Nerdist. Not any type of sports-related thing uh, for this last one. It's titled, How the Legend of Zelda Helps Me Honor My Brother's Life. Now, I've written for Nerdist before. Uh, I love writing for them. It's a really good site. And the piece is basically just about the connection we make with a video game sometimes and how they re- help us remember others. And I really, it's a really heartwarming piece talking about The Legend of Zelda, which is in, in its 35th anniversary, I believe, this year. So I enjoyed reading that. And I'm curious, like, if you guys have your own, do you guys have those like movies, games, even I imagine for this podcast, people probably have players and sports, you know, sports games and teams that they associate and they still cherish because it reminds them of the good times with a sibling or a good friend. Um, and that's kind of what this piece kind of touches on, except it's for a video game. And I thought it was really heartwarming. Uh, for me, I'd say um, for video games, I actually think that one of them would be the Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy X, I remember, because I played that with my dad, and my dad has no hand-eye coordination in terms of, like, you know, current gaming, like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, all that, and I remember us, like, we would sit down, and, like, it would be, we'd order pizza, and we'd try to progress in that game, what's the grind, and he was much better at it than me, because I didn't know how to read and, like, be smart when I was a kid, so let's just say playing RPGs was not my strong suit, so he was the one that was much better, eventually he made his own save file and just played the game himself, and obviously, shocker, beat it before I ended up beating it, but it was something Something we really bonded over, like looking around and discovering secrets. He would always make sure that I had to talk to every person because he loved all the lore. We'd read all that stuff together. So that's one game that, even though I don't, I don't actually care about it all that much anymore. I'm not a big Final Fantasy person. It really helps me stay in t- um, touch with my dad and watching baseball in general, uh, whether it be the Yankees or whatever random Sunday night game was on. Uh, that also reminds me of my dad. And I really enjoy that. Uh, so I'm just curious, what kind of uh, pieces of culture and pop culture and sports do you guys associate with a uh, 
a close friend or pal of yours. I'm just wondering. That's kind of what the piece reminded me of. But yeah, the guys, those are my reads of the week. They will be in the description of the podcast and also on Twitter later today if you want to check out uh, the Twitter. I don't know, for some reason, if you want to check it out on there. So you can find it there. And next week, uh, we officially start, guys, over here at Locked On. We're going daily. Baseball season is in session. We got the first spring training game this Sunday. Uh, I don't think I'm going to recap that uh, exactly immediately, but one thing I want to say, guys, is you can expect a lot of content uh, this season. It's going to be a lot more because there's more of a season this time, obviously, uh, at least theoretically. We'll see for now. We'll see how that kind of uh, um, you know pans out, and we'll see whether or not we get any delays or whatnot. I imagine we will, but we'll see how... Um, the season sort of shakes out uh, next week before we talk about what you guys can expect for next week. The first week of the podcast going back daily, you know, we're covering everything you need to know here on the Lockdown Padres podcast about the Padres and sometimes about nerdist articles on the Legend of Zelda. But what about the rest of sports, guys? Locked on Podcast Network. We got you covered, man. We got you covered. There is a brand new podcast called Locked On Today that we have for you on the network. It's hosted by the great one, the iconic one, the legendary sensational one, Peter Bukowski. And it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, I love that they incorporate daily host segments into it, basically. And it's under t- and it's 20 minutes. You know, so right when, right when you're driving to work, you'll be caught up on all the sports news you need. I even popped up on there uh, not too long ago to talk about the Padres because of the Tatis signing. So I might even pop up there again. Uh, really good stuff. So I highly recommend you guys check that out. Uh, in terms of this podcast, next week, full slate of schedule. We got a whole lot. Um, I got a chat with Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports, sports editor for Yahoo Sports, uh, baseball editor. And uh, we talk about his writing for Baseball Prospectus, their annual, which uh, is coming out. And it's it's been out, actually. Uh, uh, and I'll put the link in the description uh, when that episode comes out for it for you guys to check out. He wrote the essay on the Padres. So we talked about the Padres and just general kind of baseball state of affairs. So I felt like that having a special guest uh, uh, would be a fun way to start off the daily and kind of, you know, getting in the mood of spring training. Also next week, I'm planning on having... Uh, my top 10 like questions heading into the 2021 season for the Padres. That'll be a two-parter. I've also got a crossover planned. Uh, we're going to be doing a whole crossover thing on the network uh, with all the other NOS hosts and across every uh, host you're going to be having kind of crossovers every week just in time for the season to start so that should be a lot of fun and also maybe I'm going to at least have time for part one next week of my chat with Stacy Gatsoulis on my Brett Gardner origins I know that might get some of you guys a little annoyed all you Padres fans out there but it's more of a general baseball thing and it, it really I honestly think our chat was so much fun because it speaks to how I am as a sports fan I, I talked about sports fan about the top of this podcast so this kind of a, is a further deeper dive into that and I think it's just a fun chat so hopefully you guys enjoy that after all it is spring training we don't have full games yet and I'll be doing crossovers with other people as well there's still so much to do uh we'll be giving my thoughts on the lineup and when they if they announce the opening day starter I'll be sure to talk about that and if any breaking news if for some reason they make a trade I might be talking with Jake Mastriani of uh Locked On Brewers to talk about the very self-perpetuated Josh Hader to the Padres stuff we got all types of stuff uh coming your way guys for sure here on the podcast but with that all being said that about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure if you're on the Apple Podcast app while you're at it to send me some five-star reviews. I would greatly appreciate that. 
Uh, follow the show on Twitter, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.